What's up and welcome to Shop Sounds, a woodworking podcast about nothing. With myself, Nick Key of Key Woodworks, Jason Hibbs of Bourbon Moth, and Keith Johnson, better known as KJ Sawdust. All three of us are on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. This is a test of the broadcasting system. And now I'll hand it over to Keith, the ad. Hello, and welcome to <laughs> Movie Phone, brought to you by the New York Times and Hot 97. Using your touchtone keypad, please indicate which podcast you would like to listen to. For Wood Talk, don't even think about it. For another Woodshop <laughs> podcast, just hang up now. And for Shop Sounds, press 1. Beep. <laughs> and despite the fact that I am Filk, Jason has no interest in going to a historical clothing exhibit at the Met with Susan, and Nick refuses to stay out of the deep end despite what Ramon tells him, this podcast continues to be sponsored by our channel-loving friends over at Bits and Bits. And just so everyone knows, a Bits and Bits divided against itself cannot stand. Now, when Bits and Bits' worlds are not colliding, they are making their own bits for routers and the CNC right here in the US of A, where there are plenty of fresh towels for all. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of <laughs> lost my... <laughs> now, after Bits and Bits makes them bits, they dunk them in a health club-sized pool of astrocoding and do the backstroke until Newman runs in yelling, Oli, Oli, Oxen free, and does a cannonball on your head. And this chlorine-smelling, but refreshing, astrocoding has proven to give these bits higher speeds and feed rates and extend the life of them by up to not two, not four, not ten, but three times. And Bits and Bits are also constantly coming out with new bits and expanding their tool selection. So go check out their new tools page on bitsbits.com and hashtag getbitbaby. And don't forget, they also take the Great American White Side router bits and glaze them with their Astro Coating so they can be fully optimized in your CNC, Shaper Origins, Dremels, Right Angle Grinders, Lawn Mowers, whatever you need. And finally, Bits and Bits is also an authorized Festool dealer. So go pick up a Festool router to house some of your new bits. Uh, sorry, no discount on any of that stuff. Bits only. And be sure to go check out all of my bits and bits offerings at bitsbits.com. <laughs> 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 and use coupon code uh, MORSELS15 to save 15% off your next order of router and or CNC bits because every time you use that coupon code, there's a chance with a lot of hard work, hard wood, and determination that my morsels <laughs> may one day walk again. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for the late, day, the late breaking edits, Jason. It is never going to get old. Just to change a few little things and see and how it's you like roll one, with it. one letter. That's all Just I did. Just a letter. That's all I did was I changed, two, I changed two letters in that whole thing. That's it. I'm Ron Burgundy. Brilliant. That's so fun. That's all right. Speaking of fun, we got some fun new people to share with you. Some new patrons. If you don't know what a patron is, well, you haven't been listening very long because we cram it down your throat every episode. You can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash shop sounds podcast. Just sign up and you get access to our after show where we can take your questions and we'll answer them. 
And sometimes we're annoyed about them, but that's okay. It's part of the show. Anyways, you should sign up. Um, maybe we'll be annoyed with you. And our new <laughs> patrons are uh, Jamie Maherick. <laughs> right? So Yeah. I'm thinking with this one, because if you guys remember... I think it's a hard J. That's what I... Well, I'm wondering if it's even there at all. Remember Dan Marley on the Phoenix Suns, that uh, oh, point yeah. guard shooter? That was like M-A-J-E-R-L-E, right? But it was Marley. Yeah. So you think it's maybe Merrick? It's, it's Marley. Merrick? I don't know. Merrick? Merrick? Okay. Probably not. And then though. we got um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Aye. Definitely an Irish person. Aye. And then we've got uh, Tim Epperson. Sometimes mm -hmm. Tim likes to take a long soak in a bath full of Epsom salt. <laughs> we call it an Epperson and some Epson, if you're wondering. And then we got uh, Robert. We got um, Robert Manny Sulfate. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just says Robert. There is no last name. Then we got uh, Manny Sulfates. No, no. And no. Sifuento. Wait, what? what? <laughs> Manny, Manny Sifuentes? Sifuentes. That's Daisy Fuente's brother, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then we got um, Aaron Spiegel. Spiegel. Nice. Spiegel. Spiegel. And Andrea Brennan. All right. Another double first namer there. Yeah. And our new top tier patrons are, oh, wait, we don't have any because none of you love us enough to sign up for the top <laughs> tier. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. That All just right. leaves room for next time. Okay. Well, that's it. And if you're not a patron, go sign up and then you get a whole extra podcast after the original podcast because lately our after shows have been nearly as long as our regular shows. So <laughs> Yes, they have been. You get double the pleasure, double the fun with the... After show. Double after show. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all I got to say. How are you folks doing? Good. Real I'm good. So hey. Nick, I, I was I wait, Nick, because I, I was oh, dying ahead. on your on your reel today when <laughs> showing your guitar, <laughs> but what <laughs> that was <laughs> You I can't even get it out. It's like I, I can't. It was it, I needed that laugh today. And uh so good. Uh, are you, you're talking about the girl hitting her. Hitting yeah. So okay. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, dude! I I stumbled across that girl her on a TikTok last week, I think, and mm -hmm. everybody was doing remixes where she uh, would, you know, she'd hit her hip like on her bed and she'd go ah, and right. everyone was turning that into something that just made me double over laugh. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta get in on this. So I was, I found <laughs> staying alive. I was like, that's perfect. I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and, and then I started thinking, you guys remember that office episode where, the, where they're learning CPR and they have the dummy in there and the lady's mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, just, yeah, just oh, uh, yeah. do compressions to uh, stay alive. You can't tell, alive. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes later, Dwight has the face cut off and he's like Hannibal Lecter with it. <laughs> Clarice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we only have minutes to harvest the organs. Right. <laughs> That duck cost doll cost thirty five hundred dollars. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Because so, I watched it a few times. At first, I'm like, "What is she backing up into?" Yeah, or I why? kept rewatching it too because I couldn't figure out why she was screaming. Yeah, and then I was like, "Who is this?" I didn't know that it was like a viral like 
Yeah, yeah. neither. Until I now. assumed it was like first. I was like, his daughter's not that old. That's not. <laughs> his wife. Well, it's not my daughter. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? Well, originally yeah, no, that's, that's what I thought too, but then I'm like, is Nick letting her daughter in like super short shorts like be up front on his uh, on his reel? I was like, oh no, oh it's his TikTok in the lower corner, and then right then she, that like, that girl basically in, impaled her her cockics on a giant bedpost. Like, right, mm-hmm. goes, yeah, ah! that footboard got her. Ah! But why? Like, Man. I was t- I was talking to my wife about it, and we were like, why? What would even bring you to post that? To where anybody uh, would even see it. Like how did I don't know? <laughs> like what went through her brain? She was like, "Yeah, that's good enough to post. Let's post that." Anything for the gram, <laughs> right? Well, I, I mean, it. why would I open all the drawers on a vanity I spent weeks working on and have it tip over and fall on the floor and be like, "Oh, I'm going to post that" because I know it's going to do well. That's why I guess. But mm-hmm. like, there wasn't an end product to her just hitting herself on her bed frame like oh that's where the video why, ended it was like you, a five second why if you type in jason hibbs seductive in google you find some questionable images of me because i knew <laughs> i knew they would do well and yeah. they do do well sex i just said do do hey oh you saw the you saw the photos then Doo-doo. oh for sure yeah do <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, for the listeners okay. out there, you can't see this. We're we're all on a Skype screen, but it it's a giant screen of of a giant ballroom filled with balloons, and each of our heads is popping up as a balloon kind of. So every time I look at the screen, I just see Jason and Nick in a sea of balloons. That's right, and myself included. So it's just, just hanging out over here. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. Bubbles, it's not bad. <clears throat> so was that guitar delivered and ready for? No, not yet. Oh. Uh, yesterday, I actually set up delivery date. May 18th, I'm going to drive it down to Nashville and hand deliver it. So I'm going to go meet him at, at the studio and hand it over and let him jam out. Oh, uh, wow. I figured it was kind of like Orange County Choppers, where they always say there's a client they're building the bike for, oh, but then it's right. in the background of every episode from it's that point always forward. Back there, so you're right. like, yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> So this is a real person that's getting this. Yeah, this is real. This is legit. So May 18th, that's D-Day. I'm going to drive it down and I'm going to like be super careful, obey all the Mm. speed speed limits and all of the road rules. Yeah, use that train horn to keep people out of your way. (laughs) That's right. I had had to blast it a couple times a day. Man, people just don't know how to drive. I almost, it's funny. Now that I have that horn, it's almost like I'm looking for an excuse to use it. Of course. And I think I said, did I send you? Yeah, I sent you a little video where I was sitting in the parking lot and two of my buddies were walking in front of my car and I I just blew my horn at them and they all just jumped out of their skin and I filmed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need to like yeah, I start doing that. that. I need to like make a whole nother account of just air yeah, horns. Just a scares. TikTok account full of air horns. Yeah. That'd be perfect. That'd be yeah, so like good. Yeah, like people as they're walking by drinking their coffee and you blast right. it and they just get covered. Uh-huh. A little Hong yeah. Kong. Park, out, park outside of a retirement facility. <laughs> At about yeah. 4.30 <laughs> dinner time. They yeah. won't hear anything. Yeah, no, yeah. they probably won't. <laughs> yeah, that'll go on deaf ears. Right. I think there's definitely a, a, a potential for a, a viral account with that. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. that, with that horn. 
I just need to do a remix I, with that girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing a TikTok video where the where the guy he was like his pickup truck had a super loud, like obnoxious horn like that. And he was coming out of the convenience store and he had this humongous big gulp soda and he was looking down at his phone and right before he got up to the truck, his girlfriend laid on that horn and it scared the crap out of him and the soda went flying and I was like, serves you right, buddy. That's what mm-hmm. we need to see. It's just harmless fun. Yep. Unless, yeah. Unless we don't want a uh, Kramer coffee incident where he's going to be oh my gosh, suing that- for coffee too hot. That was mm. on yesterday. I watched it, was over, it? <laughs> over lunch. Yeah. It was on TV. You put a bomb on? Who told you to put a bomb on? <laughs> Bomb's unpredictable. You don't know what a bomb's going to do. That's unpredictable. <laughs> oh, man. Do you even know what a bomb is? <laughs> oh, gosh. How long is it going to be before like Larry David calls us and gives us a cease and desist? No more. Mm. That's enough. <laughs> no more Seinfeld references? Right. Mm. Hey, all press is good press. Just uh, bumping there's, up there's the, nef- no ba- the Netflix no bad press. Uh, subscriptions. Oh, it's so yeah. good. I'm so glad it's on Netflix now. Well, now it yeah. seems like it's on TV more often, too. I don't know if it's Comedy Central or what. I think they... Uh, oh, really? Have I it, haven't paid have attention it, um, what channel it is. Syndicated. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh Jason, what's uh what's been going on on the set? Oh, you know. Well, I sent you guys that um, clip yeah. today. That's the first uh, little awesome. rough edit I've seen. And yeah, I mean, I've had a pretty negative attitude about this from the beginning. I'll be the first <laughs> to admit. I'm sure our <laughs> listeners have picked up on that. Um, but I don't know. It was kind of cool to see how they're editing it and see that. I, I feel like it was done well. Not, yeah, I'm no, a little, definitely. Yeah, I feel a little better about it now. So now we just got to actually finish this thing. Man, everything that could possibly go wrong with this project has has gone wrong. (laughs) I mean, I told you like we had to fire our last contractor because he got checked into rehab and there was that whole thing. And the weather has been terrible. I mean, it's just been pouring down rain every single day. We've had a crazy wet spring for Oregon. I mean, Oregon's always wet, but this is like another level. They're trying to get siding up and roofing on and yeah, they're working on doing the, the whole deck is timber framed right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't really feel like the contractors have ever done timber framing before. Oh, that's, that's reassuring. Oh boy. Really been scratching their heads on it. And they kept saying like, we're going to get it done today and nothing would happen. And the next day, like today's the day and nothing would happen. And finally, the other day they called in somebody who must be like another guy that works the company. And he came for a little consult sesh and walked him through everything. So finally today, some posts and beams started going up. So, wow. Hopefully, hopefully I've been so tempted just to jump in there and be like, hey, I think I can do this. Just let me. So let me get the me, domino. Yeah. Right. Some, I mean, because uh, timber framing, in all honesty, it's just furniture building, but you're building a building. I mean, that's really all it is. Yeah. It's big mortise and tenons, peg, peg yeah. mortise yeah. and tenons. And so I got a pretty good idea how to do it. And these guys, they're trying to figure out how to, I've let them borrow so many tools because I'll be seeing how they're doing <laughs> something and I'll be like, hold on a sec. Let me grab you something. Like the other day. The way they're doing the roof is really interesting. I don't know if I've talked to you guys about that yet, but so you got the trusses on the inside. It's basically like a, a what do they call it? A ridge beam down the center. What do you call it? I don't know. 
The central beam that goes down yeah. the peak of the Yeah, the ridge roof. beam. Yeah. 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 You got the ridge beam, and then you got these trusses that come up, and they basically attach to that. And on top of all that, they're doing half-inch tongue-and-groove pine. And so all of that's exposed mm. on the inside. So you see yep. all the open trusses, and you see the tongue-and-groove pine. So there's no place on the inside to put insulation. So then they add four inch rigid foam insulation on top of the tongue and groove on the outside of the building, not the inside. Oh, okay. interesting. And then they basically build up this false frame with two by fours um, or ripped down two by sixes for that to sit inside of. And then they put half inch sheathing on top of that. And then the metal roof goes on top of that. So it's really interesting because like the whole roof structure is built on the outside instead of the yeah, it's inside. Like inside out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they laid all the tongue and groove pine on the top. And then I was watching this guy. They're all like kind of at random lengths hanging over the edge of the roof. And I was watching this guy measure out each one and oh. then cut cut it with a skill saw, like one by one by one. Oh, my track gosh. Track saw, baby. And I was like, hey, let me grab you my track saw real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I went up there and I just screwed it on, screwed the track on in a straight line. And he cut all of them at once. And he's like, Wow. They don't give us these kinds of tools. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's There's wild. Been a, a lot of things like that where I'm like, I'm watching them do things and I'm sure it's just the way that it's been done for a long time. But it is funny because there's people that think like contractors and like, you know, framing a building and there's people that think like furniture building, but there is some overlap where I feel like some of the skills would actually make the the framing and rough construction a lot easier that they just don't even think about. Right. I feel like on that stuff though, like they would run the boards long, snap a chalk line and then just zip up with a circular saw. I'm, I just yeah. don't understand the piece by piece method here. I didn't, I didn't understand either. I mean, I could think of six different ways that would yeah. have been way easier than the way they were doing it. But, and it's hard cause I mean, I want to stand back and let them yeah. like, nobody wants to be watched over and told how to do things, especially from somebody that's never built a building before, you know, but I can only do that for so long before I'm like, okay, I'm paying you guys by the hour. Let me, mm. you know, cut this time way down. Have you actually asked them if they've built a building before though? <laughs> is this no, they have. I mean, this is you, a, this is might, a, guys might all be on the same level. <laughs> no, this is a major contracting company. They do a ton of stuff. I mean, they built local hospitals and all sorts of things. Um, but there's like one main guy and then it seems like a lot of like kind of apprentice guys that uh, are still yeah. learning things. And so. Well, that's yeah. fun. All right. But no, it's going good. Um, I've been told for the last five weeks in a row that next week it'll all be done. <laughs> so uh-huh. today I was told that next week it'll all be done. I still don't believe it because I'm looking at everything that has to be done I'm like, there's no way. I see how fast you guys are working. It's not going to be all done next week. <laughs> and then like the whole thing is built in our garden. And I had laid like concrete pavers in the whole garden. And to get into where we were building the building, they had to bring in a backhoe to dig out the foundation for the footers and everything. 
and there's no way to get in there. So they basically laid some plywood down over all the pavers and just drove the backhoe in there. Well, the plywood didn't do anything. I mean, it broke mm. all the pavers. Not only did it break the oh, pavers, no. it sunk down. There's two giant tracks where the backhoe, backhoe went through. <laughs> so even after they're done building this whole thing, they're going to have to come in and pull up all those pavers, re-level everything out. Just driving, we have this little concrete like walkway they drove across. Well, they broke the concrete walkway driving the excavator across it and sunk it down about four inches into the mud. So they're going to have to cut that out and re-pour a section of the concrete. I mean, it's just been one thing after another, after another. Wow. Yeah. But I've got Keith flying out on June 6th. And so I've told him, I was like, you guys have to have the electrical insulation and drywall done before then because we're building Mm. built-ins. So nice. Get her done. They better have it done or else um I don't I'll know be, what or else I'll be there for two weeks. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do. You're gonna miss your flight two times. Yeah. So no, it's going good. And then I'm just doing a bunch of other stuff in the background. Doing a built-in uh bench in our living room this week. Pretty where's that simple. going? But where in the so, living you know, room? Like our, like, you know our like front room where like the dining room is and there's that other front like seating area? Well, under the oh, window there, there was under a the window bench seat? there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there was a bench there that was put in horribly. Um, taking it apart, it was really funny seeing how it was constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, like they did a face frame on there, but they didn't actually hook any of the face frame pieces together. They just tacked them on. So oh, they were all yeah. like <laughs> Loose, yeah. None of them were connected. Um, so it came apart really easy and then they had put this oak top on it and I think the top was made out of like 15 different little pieces of oak that were just glued down to this plywood top and then (laughs) nailed in place and yeah so I ripped that whole thing out I'm rebuilding it so I put a first coat of primer on that this afternoon keep painting it over the weekend and that'll go in next week yeah staying busy and then the following week i'm doing a mobile outside bar cart which i'm pretty excited about ah a mobile what bar cart like an it's gonna be like an outside bar but it's gonna fold up into just like a the size of kind of a table and then with these latches you can unlatch it and then you can fold it out and it'll be an eight foot long bar and the whole top's stainless steel, and it's going to have these stainless steel coolers, like, set in the top. And then I'm working with this company that makes these um, CO2-charged, like, giant growlers. Um, that, but it's, like, half the size of a regular keg with a tap on it, so that's going to be incorporated in there. It's going to be pretty cool. Jeez. Nice. Mobile drinking station. So you can have, like, big old tires on that so you can move it around the yard? Um, that's probably or is a good it just going to stay in one? Well, is it going to be motorized? I mean, gonna, so you can use a remote back control. Back the drawing board. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to have casters on it. Um, but I was just thinking about moving it around on our like concrete patio. I didn't think about like hauling it across the yard. Yeah, I haven't. I think thought you put that on too much. You got to put some like 15s on it. Or you put mm. like some kind of one of those Makita Roombas that you have and put it on there so it can drive around. Like with a remote control back to its base station, which is, you know, right next to you at the bench. That would be nice. Well, maybe I have to go back to the drawing board. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, 
That's Thanks cool. Thanks for destroying destroying my dreams. I would, <laughs> I'm trying That's to elevate your dreams so you can oh, okay. take it farther than just the patio. <laughs> Otherwise, well, it's just going to sink into the lawn. I want to ask you, Keith. Um, like, how are you doing mentally, bud? When I called you earlier today, you were <laughs> you were in a dark place a little bit. Been, uh, yeah, I can't really discuss all of it, but yeah, it's uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. It was a rough. Yeah, it's all right. No, it was a rough day. Um, but finally released a YouTube video yesterday, which was I monumental for me. It was fantastic. Uh, Seems to like be doing pretty three good. Months. One out of ten. Not bad nice. for a three-month layoff. I'm sure the intro intro was my favorite. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was gold. If you have not watched Keith's video yet, definitely go over to YouTube and check it out. You'll be hooked in the first one minute. Did you shorten that down from when you originally sent it to us? Yeah, because it, it ended yeah, up, it so. was like a minute and 40 seconds. I'm like, I can't have an intro that long. As, you know, as funny as I thought it was, yeah. it just I had to shorten it up a little bit so I didn't lose people, especially people who don't watch Seinfeld and would have no idea what the heck is going on. So, mm. But I do you really want those amount. people as your followers? No, you, you know what? You're right. That's how I'm weeding these people out. Yeah. <laughs> but and it's funny because I think maybe two, possibly three people have actually mentioned or mentioned reference Seinfeld in the comments. I'm like, are you kidding no. me? I know. I was so shocked because I started scrolling through the comments because I was like, oh, there's going to be so many like good people commenting on this <laughs> yeah. intro. And there was like nothing. I, I I feel like everybody just fast forwarded through it or something. I don't know. I'm gonna have to check the analytics and see. Well, and the like intro the was way is. better than the actual project. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> I spent way more time joking. on that. <laughs> oh, it was funny though watching that because I'm like, man, Keith's really gonna have to lower his standards for our built-in that we're gonna do. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, if you happen to watch it, so it's it, the built-in that we built, my buddy Kevin from Fine Point Cabin, we replaced this giant, look like religious relic thing, 15 feet long. It was taken out of an old uh, home or brownstone in the suburbs of Philly or downtown Philly and relocated there. It just looks so out of place. And my original plan was to do this Seinfeld intro, which you'll see if you watch it. So when we got there that day to do the demo... That's when we were going to shoot the intro and then pull everything out of there. And we showed up and the client had already pulled off all the doors, all the shelves. Like it was emptied. Like there was, it was like bare bones. Just the frame was Weren't there. Weren't they going to like I, give it to their cleaning lady or something? The cleaning lady was, is, uh, was, oh, um, uh, dang it. Uh, they were going to give it to uh, her on, on your desk in your cubicle. <laughs> yeah, they wanted it. The lady, uh, Albania. She's Albanian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're Albanian. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll take it. And so I guess the lady brought her husband over one day. And they're like, and because all he did was re we relocated everything into their dining room, this office. And the guy showed up and was like, we're not taking that. <laughs> so mm. it just stayed there. But anyway, he had pretty much demolished everything that I needed to film that opening scene. So Jesse, my buddy from J.H. Craftsman, who's helping me with the demo and the electrical work, he's like, we got to put this thing back together to film that. So we screwed all the doors back on, <laughs> got everything like, reassembled just to shoot that little intro part. And then the rest of it I shot in my bathroom to make it look like I was oh. in that white um, 
cabinet that I walked into. So yeah, yeah, it was a whole scene thing. Movie magic. Um, I did want to ask you at the beginning of the video, you're like giving people credit, and you gave some girl like commission credit. What is that? Oh, because she was the designer who on Instagram reached uh, mentioned in her stories, "Hey, no contractors are getting back to me. Does anybody know anybody?" And that's when my sister like told me about it. So she basically was in charge of commissioning a contractor to build oh, this for her clients. Okay. I was like, what is that? Okay, I get it. Yeah, that's, yeah, I didn't really know how to phrase that. So All that's right. how it worked out. Yeah, a lot of Instagram hands in this one. So it was, yeah, it was fun to collaborate with uh, and my buddy Kevin, who I've known for many years and been by his shop so many times and we've never actually built anything together. So I think this it was, was fun to see you, um, you know, using your bandsaw that you wished you hadn't given away. <laughs> <laughs> I was just bummed because there was no Jerry and Lola. Like they, I couldn't bring them to the shop with me every day. Oh yeah. So we were, um, yeah. It felt weird not being them being in any of the clips. But huh. it was, um, and this was, I think, the first project where we literally did not make a mistake. Like we cut a bunch of extra parts in case we screwed, That's and we nice. didn't need anything. Wait for the callback. Yeah, I know. The uh, <laughs> I do have to go back and reinstall it because we uh, we were the baseboard in the rest of the living room. We gave them a price to just install that so it matches what we put in. And as we're taking it out, the last day of the install, like four o'clock, I'm pulling out the old stuff to put in the new stuff, and I peel the carpet back, and there's like water there, and like moisture on the um on the subfloor and on the wall a little bit i'm like oh god i'm like um i can't put new baseboard here and this could be a potential moisture problem so i had to let the homeowner the know where the water come from i think it came in cuz the deck is right outside the window there i think there was some leak coming in it was, there was no rot it was just wet so it was looked pretty fresh so whether who knows whether it came in through the huh. window, they had a window got, open. I don't know what it was. Do they have a dog? Through the window? Through the, the wall. wall. <laughs> Both. <laughs> they do have a dog. So maybe he peed outside in the deck and it came through. Or maybe he did that. Inside. Maybe he peed in the car. But it was like way behind the couch. Like, I don't think there's any way he could get there. And it did not smell like urine. Well, well it didn't hydrated. taste like it, was, it either. Um, it was good old <laughs> JH. Maybe he... Um, just had to go. That's pretend. Maybe it drank a lot of water, so it didn't even smell like yeah. urine. And just mm -hmm. when nature like Poppy, calls, he like Poppy pees on the couch. He peed on the carpet. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go. I did. Um, I was on a podcast with uh, I think his name's Alex from uh, Mister Build It. Is that his name Alex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex yeah. Machukin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, what is this? I Alex don't know his um, Machukin. Mister Build Alex It Machukin. Is Mus that it? Musgravo. Um. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Uh, we were like halfway through the podcast and I had to pee so <laughs> bad. I mean, so bad, but I couldn't like, it was like flowing really well and we were talking back and forth. And I, there was just no way I could be like, Hey, hold on. I'm just going to leave and go pee and come back. And by the end that I, that's the closest I've ever been to pee in my pants. <gasps> by the end of that podcast, it was like, it was painful. I couldn't sit still. My legs were like crossed. I actually like took my hands and was grabbing my stomach as hard as I could and squeezing for some reason thinking that was going to help. Hmm. But man, it was bad. 
I thought you might you were gonna say that you pulled a uh, Lloyd Christmas and just peed in your beer bottle that you were drinking out of and saved it for later. <laughs> yeah, probably. You probably would have overflowed though. Pull probably over. The sounds of it. Pull over. <laughs> hey, we were um, we were talking about the Masters a couple episodes ago. Yes. In golf and going to tournaments. Guess what I got? A new driver. I got. I got tickets to the first. American Saudi tournament in Portland. What? Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what, you guess I know what this is. <laughs> no. No. Keith, do you know what this is? No. So Greg Norman with mm-hmm. the Saudis has started this whole other league. <gasps> oh, that's yes, like I did supposed hear about to this. try and be competing with the PGA and they're throwing a oh, ton of money behind it. And yeah. I think they're doing two other tournaments internationally and then the first American tournament is in Portland of all places, but they're wow. like they're pulling all these big names like Phil Mickelson's going to be there and a bunch of the other big guys. Um, but a normal golf tournament, the purse is like 9 million dollars, which is crazy in my opinion. But for these yeah. tournaments, each purse is like $50 million. What? Like per, per tournament. So the money's like crazy because the Saudis have like a ton of money. Um, but they're doing the first tournament up in Portland. And so I got it on the wait list. And then as soon as tickets are available, I snagged a couple and that'll be fun. Wow. Do that's a tournament. Yeah. I feel like we should enter that because last place is probably going to at least get a hundred grand for that big of a oh, purse. Oh, sure. yeah, surely. Yeah, at least. Shoot, I'll, I'll always think wear that a way. purse. If I could have <laughs> just made it on the PGA Tour and been the worst golfer out there, they're still getting like 30 grand per tournament and they play like one a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not bad. That's a nice living. Yeah. yeah. I'd happily lose every week for 30 grand. <laughs> 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 Why not? I lose so for when a lot is this less. tournament? Uh, beginning of July. Oh, cool! Yeah, so that should exciting. be fun. I've never uh, been. Yeah, to a, I've never been to a golf tournament before. Like a oh, really? You know, it's professional fun. Golf tournament? No. It's, yeah, they are a lot can, of fun. I mean, when you see the guys hit like right up close, it is crazy. Yeah, and the tickets really for how much money they're throwing at this, the tickets weren't that bad. It's seventy bucks for a whole day pass to walk around wherever you want. Yeah, but oh, a hot dog's really eighty-five dollars. Uh, well, it's true. <laughs> but that's why you that's why bring you, your you own. do the you do the camelback full of whiskey and then wear a light jacket over the top. You play the light jacket. <laughs> you play the light jacket. <laughs> that's not a light jacket. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Stan the caddy. <laughs> Stan the caddy. Mm-mm-mm. Anyways, so that'll be fun. That will be I think um, I invited um, Shaper Sean to come up and go. Oh. We'll see if he actually oh, does he it, loves though. golf. Mm-hmm. He's just a you know, short flight away. That's right. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Nice. Uh, I was just going to say something. Dagnabbit. What? Um... Wow. Uh-oh. Dead air. Derailed. Dead air. Can't this have it. This is the Edit lull in the show. If you, if you need to go pee, now is the time to do now it. Now is the time. As we collect our thoughts and try and come up with something else to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, fellas, I got a couple new tools. Oh, okay. oh, yes, I did see. Go ahead. Do tell. I, uh, so a couple weeks ago, actually, I picked up a drum sander from one of our top tier patrons. 
and he drove it down from Indiana and dropped Which it off. Which one? Um, uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, no, he, so meant, he meant he meant which sander, not which patron. And if oh. you want to sign up for a Patreon <laughs> and be forgotten immediately after doing something really nice for one of our podcast members, we only well, have like twenty five choices. I can edit this, so I can. Was it cut Eric Spensley? No, was it wasn't it, Eric. Was it Yono um, Reich? Oh, oh it was Jordan. Jordan. It was Jordan Ward. Jordan. Yes. Jordan nice. from Rustic. Uh, actually, what is wow. it? Rustic Creations? Yes. Rustic, Rustic Creations Woodshop. Yeah, Rustic wow, Creations Woodshop. a huge impression on you. You are not editing this out. That is not fair. You can leave it I'll leave it in. <laughs> I just have a, Jordan, I, just, I would not have forgotten you. Next time, bring your tools to me. I just have a bad <laughs> memory. Mm-hmm. So how do you like it? Is this the first time you've ever had a drum sander? Yeah, I have never had a drum sander before. I mean, I've used them in the past you know at other places and watch them be used but it's it's so nice to have <laughs> what <laughs> i've watched them be used. i've watched, watched a lot of things be used i watched i watched you guys use it at your shop jason when we were out there oh, oh yeah i hardly yeah. know it. <laughs> that's right so i got, so I got the have, uh, super max. one drum the super max okay what is yeah, it 1832 su- or 1632 1632 oh yeah. right it's great. It's nice. It's um it was used, so I picked it up and um I needed I needed to like kind of go through it a little bit, clean it up and the tables. It came with the infeed and outfeed table, so that's nice. But nice. I need to adjust those. I don't I don't think I'll really ever use those. Like what mm. what do you really need Why to not? Well, I mean, I don't think I'll ever run super long boards through it. No, but I you can just stack up infi- like multiple parts and like shingle them. Oh. And they boom, 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 boom. Yeah, how big are the infeed outfeed? Uh, I think the, I think the infeed. Well, they're they're the same. I think they're only maybe like six to eight inches. Yeah, yeah. You don't want anything longer than that. Yeah, I built this whole custom infeed outfeed table to go around my drum sander, thinking like, oh, this will be great. I can run whole like tabletops through this little twenty two forty four or whatever it is. <laughs> And that was a horrible idea and did not work at all. It just didn't have enough power to suck a whole tabletop through there. But the oh, little uh, infeeds are perfect. Yeah, because like Keith said, like I did, um, I actually used mine today. I did four drawer faces and you can just set the whole stack on the front and then walk away and it'll just, right, and just pull them, them all, all through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, I'll use the infield, infeed and outfeed, I guess. I, I used it... Um, Gosh, it's been over a week or so now ago. I I made a sign and and uh, used it to just sand it. And I was like, "This is this feels like cheating," because mm. I spray painted. So what I did was I carved it on the CNC and then spray painted the carve, and then I didn't didn't mask it off or anything. So I just mm. you know sprayed the whole thing black and then ran it through the drum sander <laughs> and it took everything off the top. Yeah, oh, of course I did. Well, you gotta have black black engraving. Yeah, but I was like, "This is cheating." I would have, I would have sanded forever to get all the, mm-hmm. you know, spray paint off. Mm-hmm. Nice, and it, so it then it's level on top of that. Yeah, already, mm-hmm. it's already paid yeah, for. They itself. are nice. It's one of those things I don't use a ton, but for things like drawer faces and stuff, man, it is yeah. really nice to have doors. Yeah. yeah. Well, you you so, just like did a super zoom. <laughs> Yeah, you got like so. Jason like went super zoom. I didn't touch anything. 
That was weird. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, lots of people don't realize this when they're setting up their drum sander, they try and get the drum like perfectly level, but you really want it at a slight angle. Left to really? right. Why? Yeah. Um I forget why. I read this whole article <laughs> about it and somebody was telling me about this. It it just feeds stuff through there nicer. I forget if you want it angled like higher on the side, closer to well, the. Uh, I know the gear mine side. has a feature that does like a cantilever. Oh, so I remember that why. you can run something that's 32 inches wide and then not leave a line down the middle. Yeah, right. that's why. Ah, I'm remembering. That's so why. if it's open ended so that you don't leave a line down the middle because you have it slightly right. raised on the out, the open side, right. just a just a tiny, tiny fraction of a degree. Right. And that way, when you run through on one side and then flip it around the other side, it'll leave the slightest peak instead of a line. So but it's that would visible. suck, though, because like, let's say I want to run my guitar through it and I want it flat. I don't want it to have a, any kind of cantilever. Because it's not, yeah, but it's, it's not it's bigger than so. It's so minute that really? you would never be able to tell. So it's I just mean, off like, like a thousand. Just the yeah, just the slightest little bit, so that yeah. when you run things through open ended, it you don't have to worry about that line, right? Yeah. All right. Well, look I mean, it up. It's a real thing. No, I know it's a real thing because I I read the whole manual on this thing and it has a lever that you actually pull up and it makes it cantilevered so it oh, kicks see, the, mine doesn't the have drum that. out you said it wait it's a it there's a cantilever it. lever yeah there's a cantilever lever whoa wow that's cool wow my wife must be making tacos right now it's starting to smell good in here dude let me tell you <laughs> what i just got back from phoenix and i had <gasps> oh, the yeah. most amazing tacos i've ever had in my life yeah, they were well, that's like was, we were practically in mexico in yeah yeah I had a conversation with somebody about this because when you go to Arizona or New Mexico or Texas or Southern California, the Mexican food is on a different level. It's so good. So much better. But I was confused because you go to a Mexican restaurant in Oregon. It's okay. But (laughs) the thing that confuses me is it's all Mexican people at the Mexican restaurant in Oregon. It's not like, oh, it's okay because it's a bunch of white people making Mexican food. So then I'm like, why is that? They're all Mexicans. This is all their like staple food. How come it gets better the closer to Mexico you get when it's the same, you know, group of people making it? Is it just explain better that. by proximity? Yeah, that's what's... <laughs> Better iron sharpens iron kind of thing. <laughs> I think my only theory is it's a competition thing. You got people coming from Mexico and they come into those southern states and the really, really gifted cooks set up shop. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that are mediocre, they keep going a little farther because they can't compete with like the really good ones. So yeah. the farther out you get, the level of, you know, quality goes down a little bit. That's my theory. Maybe. But I don't know. It is weird how, you know, Mexican food is so much better the more mm. south you go. The best tacos I've ever had in my entire life were in Venice, Italy. <laughs> really? Yep. In a restaurant run by a Chinese couple. I, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not, I am not joking. It was the weirdest thing. We had been in Italy for like two weeks at this point. We were backpacking all over the place. We got to the point where we're like, we love Italian food. It's all amazing, but it'd be nice to just change it up a little bit. And so we saw what we thought was a Chinese restaurant. And we're like, oh, we'll go in there. And it was a Chinese couple, but they were making Mexican food. And they were making these pork tacos. And it's like they handmade all their tortillas right there in front of you. And they were warm mm. and crispy. And they were a little on the thicker side. Mm, yeah. And then they like just like grilled me. up all this pork meat. And they chopped it up and fresh like charred vegetables. And they made it all in front of you. And it was so good. It made zero sense. That a Chinese couple in Italy was making tacos, but it was so good. <laughs> that is so random. Yeah, and then for dessert they had gelato. It was awesome. Man. They had a forget about a forgot uh, affogato. 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 Mm. Damn. So, and out in Phoenix, Nick, you were you were filming uh, your boss's boss's boss. Yeah, I was doing content for my boss's boss's boss. Okay. Mm. Jesus. Yep. Right. Jesus. So we were. Yeah, we were out there. We flew out last Saturday, um, got up. Man, I was up. I had to actually set a new alarm on my phone for how early we got up because I don't ever get up that early. <laughs> and we flew out of Cincinnati. And have you guys ever flown on Allegiant Air? Dude, it's the worst. Yeah. Never fly on Allegiant. That Dude, doesn't sound so like bad. a legit airline. It's not it really. It seemed they get you because they're like, oh, we're so cheap. And then you get on and it's right. like, oh, you, you want to breathe on the flight? Right. $25. <laughs> no kidding. Dude. Oh, you want a napkin? Okay, $15. Yeah. You want a soda? $150. Legitimately, when we checked in, I checked my bag and I said, oh, I don't have your app. Can you print me a boarding pass? He goes, that'd $50. be $5. Yeah, I was exactly. like, I was like, for a small piece of paper just to get through security. What, dude? That's how they do it. They're like, here, book a flight. It's the cheapest, and then they upcharge, nickel and dime upcharge, you. Yeah, upcharge. Yeah. When we got to the gate, the lady in front of us getting on board the the flight attendant, whatever lady, was like, uh, "You didn't pay for a check in or a carry on, rather." And hey. the lady's like, "Uh, yeah." And she goes, "That'll be fifty dollars." I was like, "For a carry on, <laughs> for a carry on." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and those shoes so you're wearing? Like, yeah, that's going to be $20. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was wild. And then, yeah, there's no food on the plane. So no no pretzels, no peanuts, no water, what? nothing. All right, but so who's the, in this charge lady of that booking was, this? I mean, I know that church that you work yeah. for. Well, it's because it was pockets. not. It, it was nonstop. It was the only one nonstop out of Cincinnati to Phoenix. Mm. Oh. Yeah, actually, Keith, that's what you're flying out here. I thought it was Alaskan Allegiant? Air. I thought it was first flying class. An, an igloo oh. with wings uh, on Alaska I Air. I tried so hard to get you a first class uh, flight. But I knew you would. I could, only, okay. I could only get you first class if you had to change planes like twice. So yeah, I got you that. direct, but I bumped you up to premium. I did see I was near the front of the plane, 9F or something. So you're in premium, you get a little extra leg room, you get free drinks, which doesn't do you much good, but I tried. I tried that, my no, best. No, I really appreciate it. I did. Uh, That's awesome. I wouldn't know what to do in first class, so it's probably best I don't. You sit back and take it. Fraternize with those people. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you don't drink alcohol, I feel like first class is a little bit of a waste because that's the biggest perk. But you get but that I, with premium. So. I do like hot fudge Sundays, though. I know they have. Those <laughs> well, just order a hot towel. Order a couple. <laughs> order a couple bourbon 
and I'll bring them to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you bring me the bourbon and you just drink the soda. Ah, there you I go. I don't drink soda either. But I'll get bourbon <laughs> no, and soda, club soda. It's soda, 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 water. soda water. Oh, okay. If you order a bourbon soda, they're not giving you a bourbon and Dr. Pepper. And Coke, Coke. <laughs> bourbon and Coke. <laughs> giving, I don't know. They're, they're giving you a bourbon Coke. soda. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lady on our flight out to Phoenix. Uh, she said she was only flying to Phoenix to go look at the Cardinal Stadium. That was her only mission going out there. Wow. And we're like, okay, whatever. But she ordered Tito's and Cheetos. Oh. <laughs> is that a thing? Hashtag Tito's and Cheetos? It is now. Because we nice. said it wow, so much. <laughs> Can I get oh, Cheetos, I have the and, Tito's and Cheetos, Cheetos please? The TNC wow. special. That's right. Hey, the Cardinal Stadium is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, we drove by it's it a, a bunch. real grass stadium. That they can retract. Yeah. yeah, they pull the grass out into the parking lot to get sunshine and water it, and then they slide it back in there. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, so, so all the dogs can pee on it, and then it goes back in. Yeah, yeah just like dog your, park during your the client's day. house. Yeah, like the client's mm-hmm. carpet. Maybe that's what their deck is. They slide the oh. deck in and out. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Probably. But how no, hot but when was, I was it? In I Phoenix, The weather oh. looked good, though. It's nice. Yeah, I was gonna t- I was gonna say about the weather. Like it was. Uh, I think it. So like in the morning, it was it was beautiful. Like we were out. We filmed one morning. We got out at about six a.m. and it was like in the sixties, and it was just it was actually a little chilly. And then when the sun actually broke over the mountains, uh, it warmed up pretty quick, but it never got hot, hot. Like we filmed one day at like two o'clock in the afternoon. The sun is at maximum, you know, heat. And I think it was 97 degrees Mm. and we wrapped and I was like, why am I not sweating? What am I about to die? It's a a dry heat. Yeah. Mm. That's what everybody said. And we made fun of it, but it, it well, is. No, nobody gets it. You're from Arizona and you're like, it is hot, but it's a dry heat and people make fun of you. But you right. don't realize until you go there, it is true. It is hot, but it's not like the South where you're soaked in sweat yep. and miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the it example was so that strange. Is, like in my shop in the summer, it's normally like 40, 50% humidity. So I have to run a dehumidifier all the time. And when you run that, it puts out heat. So in my yeah. shop in the summer, it's normally like 10 to 15% humidity, but it's 80 degrees, but I'm not sweating. Right. I'm right on the yeah. edge. Yeah. I'm on the edge of sweating, right, right. but it's not mm-hmm. sweating. I don't know what the humidity mm-hmm. actually was out there, but it had to be oh, it's really, one. really low to next, like 1%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was next to nothing. And I, I talked to another guy who was a woodworker out there. Well, actually, I, I went and met uh, William Douglas. Oh yeah! When I checked Very out his cool. shop and and uh, talked to him for a while, and uh, I got to uh, play with his camera. He shoots with a red, which is something that Jason. Hey, that's what all the Magnolia people that's, shoot. With. That's right, exactly. And uh, yeah, he's the nicest. He made literally made me the best latte I've ever had in my Ooh. life. It was so good. Like I'm, did he filter it through his mustache. He did. <laughs> nice, right through it. It was uh, so good. Got all that flavor saver coming through there. Nice. Yeah. But I was talking to another guy out there who does a little woodworking. He was talking about the humidity and he was like, yeah, I just cut stuff and, and start using it right away and don't ever have any issues and have never had an issue. And I'm like, that's because you've got zero humidity. Like right. Every, it, <laughs> everything is like dried to nothing. It's just like, you know, brittle hardwood. There's there's no moisture in anything well, I, yeah. I remember like spagnolo saying like glue would like 
start drying and like as soon as it comes out of the bottle. Right. So there's no moisture in the air. I can't imagine. It like speed set is, is sold nowhere out there. <laughs> yeah. I you had know. an interesting conversation this last weekend. I went over to Bend um, to see my sister and brother-in-law. We stayed at their house. My brother-in-law is a woodworker and he's got his own furniture line. Fernway Woodworking. Mm-hmm. Oh, with the chairs. Oh, yeah. yeah. With the chairs, yeah. And he was telling me how they've started having, he made this hot box. So they take their wood. Wait, even that it, in Oregon? He puts his yeah, wood in a hot like box? A, that's, that's a that's little different. Perverse. Yeah, it's not like the normal like hot box. I told him I've been hot boxing since high school. He didn't get it because he was, <laughs> He's he a was homeschooled, so he didn't understand. <laughs> but So he built these benches and a bunch of chairs for a local doctor's office clinic. And he measured all the humidity as he does in their wood before they start using it. And he sent it to this doctor's office. And then he got a call back like six months later that some of the pieces were cracking. And he couldn't explain it. So he remade all the pieces for him, tested all the wood, made sure all the moisture levels were where they should be. Sent him back to this doctor's office, delivered them. Three months later, they all cracked again. Wow. So he took a humidity tester thing to this clinic to test the humidity. And it was like crazy low like insanely insanely low like one percent two percent just like ridiculous and he started talking to the staff and apparently it's like a required thing in oregon in a clinic that does any sort of operation or surgery that they have to have a certain amount of dehumidifiers in the building because higher humidity causes Mm, like bacteria and that sort of thing and so even though it was a normal humidity level for what he would consider just fine, putting it in that super dry environment was like cracking the pieces. So he created this whole like hot box, kind of like small kiln thing that he would dry the wood extra dry and then build the pieces, keep it at that moisture and then deliver it. And then it was fine. But it's just interesting oh, that he God. had to go through all of that just to build Gosh. these pieces for the clinic. I, I mean, it makes said- sense when you think about it now, but. I would have just bought him some folding metal chairs and said, here, dude, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For real. That's so he had to of, build many, them in the hot box? Three times he had to build no, these chairs? No, he put, he in built this hot, hot box. <laughs> he built the hot box to put the wood in to like dry it out super good. And then he put a couple dehumidifiers in his shop as well yeah. when he built the pieces and then delivered them. I just don't how so, how would you keep the wood from soaking up more moisture before you get it there? a fire in the car on the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. But so far, okay. It's wow. been there for a while now. Hasn't been called been, back, but I would I wouldn't have gone that far. I would have been like, "Sorry, your your little system here is not conducive to my furniture. Go to IKEA." But <laughs> Yeah. IKEA would probably still chairs. break. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good on him for uh, going the extra mile. Make, yeah, making it right. Mike Holmes, make yeah. it right. Make it right. Ooh. <laughs> well, <laughs> so what else is going on in the I world? Don't, of I don't know. I'm just well, back I, to edit. I I got another new tool. Oh yeah, that's right. I saw this. The, uh, yeah. the bandsaw, right? You got yourself a bandsaw. Yeah. I'm I'm a legit wood shop now. I have a bandsaw. It's so cute. It is so little. It's so cute. <laughs> so I only need I only need a, a a little one. I don't need a floor standing. And uh, today I actually I went out to Harbor Freight and picked up a 
like a small tool chest and that's going to be my stand because I need more like tool drawers because all of this guitar building tools have accumulated and I, I don't have anywhere to put those. So I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to knock, you know, two birds, one stone, get a tool chest and a bandsaw stand. And then I'll, I'll make like this. I've got this extra Bora, uh, mobile base that you just make yourself whatever yeah dimension dimension plywood and it's got you know two wheels and then like uh i don't know what they call them where you like lift the wheels but then you can lower it and it won't move mm-hmm. a mobile uh, base anyways. yeah it's a mo- i mean <laughs> yeah i mean essentially yes <laughs> but you can like level it off and <laughs> And make it, you know, stable, not move. That's the show title right there. Uh, mobile base. I'm gonna write that down. And mobile bases. <laughs> um, but no, I got that li- just a little Rikon 10 inch, and mm-hmm. I used it. I I tuned it up. The stock blade that it came with is okay, but I I knew nothing about bandsaw blades, so I put out like a you know an APB on Instagram, and I ended up buying. Uh, two Highlands. Yeah, baby. Uh, That's all I run. Yeah, so a couple yeah. of Highlands. I got a half inch uh, resaw mm-hmm. and a, like a, man, it's like a three sixteenths, itty bitty little four tooth skip, skip tooth. I don't even know what, is that even right? Is that a thing? A skip tooth blade? Uh, yeah. Does that I sound like so. something? Yeah. Um, something very sure. little for, I just get for the tighter pokey. curves. You get Pokey the, ones. Jason just shops at Harbor inch. Freight. That's right. The last one I had on there was an eighth inch. It was tiny. This one? It's like a oh, scroll well, saw blade. Small. Yeah, it's itty bitty bitty. Yeah, I think I got it from Lee Valley. Uh, mm. And it worked really well for all those tight little things. That's all I really use my bandsaw for. I pretty much, Cutting I honestly curves. use it like a, yeah, use it like a scroll saw. Yeah. I never resaw anything on there. If I want to resaw something, that's when I just get three quarter inch and send it through the planer till it's until <laughs> it's, til it's, it's quarter an inch. Of an inch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta yeah. try and resaw something. Well, the only but thing today, I'm gonna be resawing. I was actually like, man, I feel like I want to buy a better bandsaw because I don't use it because it sucks. Yep. If I had one that was actually nice, I'd probably use it. So, what are you looking at? Oh, I don't know. How do you like the jet, Keith? I'm loving it. I really, really? like that bandsaw. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, I really have no complaints. I, I got a three-quarter inch resaw blade from Highland, and I set everything the way the Alex Snodgrass sets for resawing, which makes a huge difference where you set the bearings and the blade on the wheels. And yeah. it, it cuts great. And the dust collection is actually fantastic. Like I've resawed, resawed, resawed a bunch of walnut in there, and I opened huh. up the lower cabinet the other day. There's nothing on there, no dust in there. Oh, that's nice. I think it's resawn because okay. it was resawed. That's like when you put new grass on your. Oh lawn. yeah, you're right. Oh, yep. it is. Well, spelled differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing I don't, um, the only thing that sucks, and it's like most bandsaws, unless you like upgrade, is the fence. Is just. Like yeah. the actual fence itself is okay, but the way it rides on the rails and it's just moves, it's horrible. And it's on one of those round mm. rails. But, oh, you know, yeah. But it's like, whatever. I, it, I, it doesn't, I don't really, 
I don't really care about that. It'd be nice. And the other thing I miss is the foot pedal, the foot brake. I didn't realize oh, no how much brake. I like that. No brake. Um, but hey, the ones that have a brake when you when you hit the foot brake, does it mm-hmm. automatic? Does it no. like just stop or does no. it just slow it down? Slows it down like very quickly. Oh. But yeah, oh, okay. you got it's like pushing on the brakes on your car. It's not an immediate ah. stop. You know, it's it's anti-lock braking system, so it just kind of... A little ABS. Comes to a halt. Yeah, but it, yeah. it's mm. definitely... It slows down pretty quick. I mean, some bandsaws will just, like, keep turning and turning until it finally slows down, but... Yeah, mine's like you know, that. It's but like it's... one of those nice-to-have <laughs> things. <laughs> but I was... I, I did the uh, nickel test on it. Just for just for giggles. Is that and even I was, a I was, is this even a bandsaw test putting a nickel on it? But you can make know. a cut with a knife with a table saw, yeah, but I don't know about a bandsaw. I, mean, I guess it's it worth a try. What's the nickel test? Well you turn the machine on, you put a nickel, you know, on its edge, and if it can stand up and doesn't wobble and fall down, that means everything's pretty balanced. I think you're better off with a penny test. It's much narrower. Oh yeah. Penny, a, yeah. I don't know that a penny would stand up on on most or, things running. Or like a Catholic uh, wafer. What are those things? Communion? You, communion wafer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you run that through your belt sander uh, on one of your TikTok videos when you were, or crackers? You ran just oh, like yeah, a regular Ritz, Ritz cracker. Some oh. Ritz yeah, crackers. That was a, <laughs> that's right. Will it sand? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I sanded my fingers on that one. <laughs> Oh, dude, I do that all the time on my sliding belt sander. I yeah. always nick my fingernails because I'm always holding these tiny five mil dominoes up against it. Mm. Trying to <laughs> I always get my fingers. Yep. Well, you're going to follow my for tip, a second. Jason. My tip, you put a little piece of double-sided tape on it and then stick your finger to it and then it can't. Oh. oh. Or just a dab of CA glue. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, so you can do that. A dab will do you. Get rid of those yeah. fingerprints. Perfect. That's right. And immediately you're you're anonymous. Yeah. Cops can't get you. Exactly. Oh, you know what we haven't even talked about is um, my joint test video. Did you guys <gasps> see that one? Yeah, I did. Oh. Well, I, haven't, I haven't watched a video in a long time, but I was super interested. And first of all, I just have to say, I would like to see this test done again regarding the lamello because you're supposed to put a little glue in those connectors. I don't think oh, it's going to make a difference. In the actual connecting thing? Yeah. Oh. And people argue it's plastic. Well, the manufacturer recommends putting a little glue in there. Okay. See, but, I, my hopes weren't high for the lamello as yeah. far as strength goes, because I just don't think that's what it's designed no, for. No, that one is not for sheer strength. But the Clamex, I would like to see it with the Clamex, because that is supposed to have like 200 and something pounds of sheer strength. Oh, no, no. No, uh, my bad. That is clamping. Oh, no, it is supposed to have... I forget. Anyway, please continue. Yeah, I would like to see it with both connectors like done properly. I don't think it's going to be as good as your final winner, though. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, were you at all surprised that the miter with splines won? Oh, I was shocked that the miter. And yeah, I, the miter. I'm, just the miter. Over 200 pounds. That's crazy. But, I mean, the strength of it, I'm just... That joint just concerns me, like, longevity-wise as far as wood movement. Because, you know, as that wood shrinks and expands or whatever, that joint tends yeah, to open a little them. bit. Yeah, But, I mean, yeah, right off right off the bat, I can, I just could not believe, especially on white oak, which is not porous at all, so that glue is kind of right on the surface. Uh-huh. Um, 
that it held like that. It's amazing. I mean, it, it, it the one thing it does do with the miter is it expands the glue surface area mm. because everything else was, you know, a butt joint or something similar. So it's three quarter inch to three quarter inch basically right. glue surface. Where yep. when you cut that miter, you elongate it, so you get much more glue surface. Even though it's not quite end grain. I mean, it's less than end grain, but it's not long grain. Right. Uh, that right. one surprised me. I actually, the first one I tested was the butt joint. I laid them all out thinking, all right, if I had to pick, this is the order I think they're going to break in. So the yep. first one I tested was the butt joint. That one broke at the lowest amount. That was no surprise there. The second one I tested was just the miter because I figured this is the only other one that's (laughs) just glue. It's got to break pretty soon after. And the thing I didn't account for when I built my little contraption is that once that breaks, all that weight you stack on top (laughs) is going to come crashing down. And I immediately like broke my little (laughs) arm thing. And that was on the second test. Luckily, it wasn't broken bad enough that it really affected the testing for the other one. So I was still able to use it. But yeah, I was super surprised that just the miter. And then the other one that surprised me was the dovetail. A lot of people were saying it was because it was no fault to Eric at all, but because he cut pretty thin pins in there. And everyone's like, if it was even pins to tails like the finger joint, they think it would have been stronger. I don't know if that's true. Hmm. But also, uh, I wonder. I wonder if it would matter if you flipped it, like because what the uh, other way know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, just so I don't know what was out first. Was the tails out or the pins out? I don't like, remember. And see, I got a ton of probably very smart people weighing in on how my test wasn't accurate because of this and that and the pressure I was putting on it. And if I wanted a true test, I should have done the blah, 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 blah. I yeah. mean, I didn't make think your about own it that damn much. video then. I could test it and put pressure on it in 10 different ways coming from different angles and this and that. I mean, mm-hmm. but it was it was interesting. I wasn't surprised that the box joint was second strongest. I thought for sure that would be in the top one or two because mm-hmm. you just got so much glue surface. Um, right. I was a little surprised the domino one broke fairly easy. Mm. But when you're dealing with three quarter inch material, there's just not a lot for the domino to go into. It only goes in about five eighths of an inch. So that's not a ton. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really but, cool to see... Uh... I mean, I think the way you did that test with how you had those at angled and the weight coming down is a more than adequate test for these yeah, types of joints. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I was trying to think of the way to put pressure on the joint that would put the most pressure just on the joint. Yeah. So you know, the other way is if you somehow rig up something where you're actually trying to pull it apart instead of like squeeze them together. That up. Yeah, well, I thought about that. I thought about just taking the. 45 or the 90 degree thing and clamping one board to like the side of one of the squat racks yeah and then actually (laughs) hanging hanging weight off of the end sticking straight out oh yeah oh um but i obviously only had one of each joint so i could only test it one way so maybe i'll have to do another one then i had people being like well the miter with splines wasn't accurate because that was the only one you used walnut in you should have used oak for the splines which, I mean, maybe, I don't know. The only reason oh. I did walnut is because traditionally splines are a contrasting wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think you're fine there. I don't think it's going to make much difference. Mm. But. It was fun, though. And I feel like it opened up 
possibilities to do other kind of videos in that realm of like testing things out. Mm hmm. So, I mean, the one thing that I will question after that video is everybody has always told me and I have told people that if you glue two pieces of wood together and try and pull them apart, the glue joint is stronger than the wood and the wood will break before that glue joint ever does. I would say 80% of those joints, the wood, the glue compromised before the wood ever did. Yeah, but I think that glue theory is really long grain to long grain applications only. Well, then they should put a little asterisk next oh. to it when people say that. <laughs> it's misleading. Okay. Because it makes you think, and I probably would have thought this before that test, that anytime you glue pieces of wood together, like... That's always going to be stronger, with the exception of maybe a butt joint. But mm. well, did you what what glue did you or did you use? Type one two. Did you do like the seizing sizing? No, because I didn't want to do any added steps. Mm -hmm. so I wonder if that would it, do anything different if you. Oh, I definitely think it would have. Like the butt joint, for example, yeah. if I would have sized that first, I bet it would have got more weight than sixty pounds. Yeah. I bet it would too. That sizing I mean, thing I'm is... Sure... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and I'm sure if I played around with different glues, like if I would have used epoxy or thickened epoxy versus tight bond, the results might have been different. I don't know. I just mm -hmm. wanted to like... Yeah. Tight bond too, I feel like, is the gold standard. That's what 90% of people are using to glue wood together. Actually, Powermatic is the gold standard, but... <laughs> golden boy he goes out there every day but golden boy is fading away look <laughs> no i was asking uh, the glue sizing just and i don't know the answer is i feel like there's such a fine line between where it's not supposed to be completely dried and cured before you actually slather on glue after you size it like it's supposed to be like just set up and then you put mm -hmm. on that because glue doesn't stick to glue like exactly. hard glue, glue. So there's such a fine line there. I think that's so easy to mess up by sizing sure, you that make joint. It weaker. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the same with like yeah. epoxy. You can recoat epoxy over epoxy, but you got to yeah. do it within the window. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't size anymore. No sizing. Yeah. I never size, but I also just don't build things where I'm ever doing end grain to anything anything really yeah yeah without the use of something else like an internal tenon of some sort sure but i think that test like definitely proved like when you're making like a mitered box or something like yeah you don't need splines well initially for strength but again like i said over time as that wood expands and contracts who knows if that thing could possibly open up but initial strength test yeah but if you're doing like a waterfall right yeah yeah. I mean, all that wood should be moving in the same direction at the same time. Should be, yep. Yep. In theory, yeah. So, I just don't, I don't know. Food for I thought. had some people comment on there that the end grain to end grain is a myth that that's not weaker, that end grain to end grain can actually be stronger because <laughs> you have the pores and the glue migrates into those pores and sends out all these little fibers and extends the glue surface into the wood more. Yeah, but not in white oak. Doesn't yeah, soak it exactly. up. Exactly. Maybe in red oak. Hmm. Well, yeah, it was fun. I mean, though. I was uh, obviously got some good engagement and provoked a lot of thought and 
myth busted some things or busted some myths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was really cool. And I love the uh, the local high school mascot <laughs> appearance. <laughs> was that Craig in that suit? No, it was my uh, friend Brad. He's a he's a PE teacher at the oh, okay. local high school. So he's the one that let me in the weight room. And then he's like, we got this mascot outfit. You want me to throw it on? I was like, oh, yes. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> def- it was gold. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> and you in the lab coat was even better. Uh, yeah, no, that was a, it was a good one. Yeah. Well, should we um, should we head over to the after show? Yes. Answer some Patreon questions? Let's. Yeah. All just- right, folks. Well, if you're um, wanting to follow us over there and continue the conversation with us, then go sign up on Patreon and we'll make fun of your name on the next episode. And you can do that at patreon.com slash shop sounds podcast. That's correct. That's it. That's the one. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. All right. Well, I see you over there. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll, uh, uh, it'll be, I'll I love be you. <laughs> Whisper. Whisper. See you. I love you.